podcast continues another crazy week. It's uh, it's been very full on every single day. I feel like, I, I, do I look tired? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like the last episode as well. I was like looking at it. I going, know, both of us have like, oh like, man, I look so tired. tired. <laughs> it's just, it's been like every single day has been has been hectic. And even though I've got a day off work this week because we have got a wedding on Saturday, it feels like I've worked more this week than than any other body week. <laughs> That's been good because it's been like seeing clients and <clears throat> other sort other stuff as well. So mm. it's been it's been good. It's just been full. Yes. And uh, yeah, this morning actually because we, I think are you going to go over and help with wedding preparation? Yeah. So we'll go um, in. I'll probably go around lunchtime. I'll just finish my dress. It's nearly finished. Um, I've cut the straps the wrong way. So on on the fabric. So because that's probably why they don't sit. They keep falling off my shoulder. Right. So um, I just have to redo that. Um, but other than that, yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Because we were gonna go, we were gonna go this morning earlier, and so we're gonna be like cramming yeah. in, cramming in the podcast like yeah. super early in the morning, and then uh, going after. But now you're not going till lunchtime, so it's sort of oh, it's a, that was a bit of a load off last night. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, there's no <laughs> so way we, we wouldn't like, have been able to make it anyway. And yeah. the marquee, the big beautiful marquee that's coming, is like coming out like eight a.m. and it takes like half a day to kind of put up. So. That'd be a nightmare because it's like blowing so a gale yeah. at the moment. Just looking and I can't really the- do much to help. So I'm like, I'll just wait until, you know, it's all up and then yeah. someone yeah. tells me I can come. Yeah. Uh, very excited. Very much looking forward to it. So excited. And I'll just say now actually while we're on that topic. So because the wedding is on Saturday so, and then there's the, it's, it's, what's the actual, what's the English word for it? Um, is there even one? Because um, I don't it's know. Just it's just like the next day festivities with the family. Right. And then they'll go on their honeymoon. Yeah. So they're going to Mornington, I think for about a, a week or so, just over a week. Um, but kind of like on ours the next day and yeah. we, yeah, um, we eat the leftovers. Yeah. So there's not, there's probably not going to be a um, podcast. podcast on, on not Sunday. probably, there's not going to be a podcast no. on Monday. No. Because we will be out on Sunday. Yeah. So this will be it and then Wednesday we'll come back. So yeah, I'll just say that now quickly. But yeah, very good. Very much looking forward to it. I'm excited. <laughs> Haven't been to a wedding since ours. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, that, no, we went to Moxie's. No, we did. Before? We did. No, no we that was no, after. It was yeah. after. Yeah, yeah, no, we did. Because yeah, we I was pregnant. Yes, you were. And I didn't That's know. right. <laughs> and everything was repulsing me. Yes, it was really funny. <clears throat> when yeah, when it was. they brought out the um, the main main courses or the entree, I think because everything um, what is it the it alternates like the meals, and I was looking at yours. I'm like, oh, I really want it. Like, Damn it. And I'm like, I couldn't. But like, I didn't know that that was the thing. I thought it was just like, I'm oh, just so selfish. Like, just fucking eat your food. Like, yeah. get with, you know, just eat what you give. Yeah, but you were but you were like, like two weeks pregnant yeah. at that point. I was like, oh, yeah, that looks so good. Yeah. And you were like chomping into the, the lamb shank or whatever it was. I'm like, oh, it's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. And then I had this stupid chicken breast that was like so thick and dry. Anyway. Chicken's always dry when you get that. When you get when you get chicken at those meals where it alternates yeah. either lamb or chicken, it's like, go the way. Don't go the chicken. Yeah, but it depends on the sauce, depends on the thickness, like if it's done really well or not. Yeah. Always- I didn't have real high expectations, but I was like <laughs> But anyway. Anyway. <coughs> we've yes. got a little bit to talk about today because uh, mm-hmm. a few interesting things have happened. A development mm-hmm. with you that I wasn't even expecting. That uh-huh. just seemed to come completely out of left field. Yeah. So that'll be really awesome mm-hmm. to have a bit of a, t- a chat about that. But first yes. 
Let's actually talk about the animals because we started uh, the last episode for yeah. about 20 minutes talking about the condition of the animals yeah. and then talking about how they're like a barometer for our spiritual state and how when we make adjustments, they tend to actually adjust alongside it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it almost instantly, I, I went off to work mm-hmm. and I, you, you were home with them. Yeah. And you messaged me, you're like, Mushu is so much better. He was literally sitting because I put the bed in here because we haven't had the bed in here for a little while. And he sat with me as I was sewing the whole day. Even though he, he usually does that, he was sitting there the whole day and then I got him to feed him. He ate all his food. Yeah. When I put him outside, he didn't go under the house and he hasn't gone under there since, which yeah. he's been doing for, you know, the past maybe a couple of a week and a half or so. And I was... Like, oh, my God, he's at the door wanting to come in, like, instead of going under the house where it's cool. Yeah. And I was like, well, I think I actually know there was only once yesterday because it was, like, fucking hot as. Yeah. But um, I went out. So he was so excited, though, when I was, like, giving him food. And he was, like, his body was moving. He's walking better. Everything, just his whole demeanor, his energy. He's happier. He's smiling. Even my parents are like, oh, my God, like he's getting He's getting better. I'm like, yep. That's crazy. It's yeah. unbelievable. And Maya was came in because she usually just comes in, eats, and goes, which yeah. was is odd because she doesn't usually do that in her normal. Like she usually comes in, she usually sleeps in um, on the bed all mm. day, like with me. But she just hasn't, you know, she's obviously found a really nice spot somewhere in the garden, which I have no idea where. Yeah. And she was actually sitting on my fabric, like w- like with while I was sewing. On the table, I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? I'm like, this is amazing. I had to take a picture. I'm like, oh, my God, honey, look. Yeah. Our baby's at home. We're yeah. all back together. Oh, it was so cheesy. Good. It was so funny. I was like, oh, my gosh. What song was on um, from now on? From The Greatest um, Showman. From The Greatest Showman. That's such a good song. Oh, my God. And I was like going to cry because I was like, oh, you're my baby. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was really nice to see and just feel the shift in energy from like all of us. What was that? Yeah. Was it from having that conversation that we were recording yesterday, uh, the day before? Been. It could have been. Is that what it Just was? to kind of get all that stuff out and say it's been hard, but it's, yeah, it's time to kind of shift our energy a little bit. It probably would have been as well from seeing the doula. Um, I, I had a lot of, a lot of stuff that like, I, f- I forgot to kind of uh, check in with myself more regularly, and then as well with the um, with the midwife, I saw her two days after, and that sh- shifted my energy and kind of put me back on track, which was really helpful. So because before that, it, like for the last month or so, it's been really hard, and it's been hard to be motivated, and it's been difficult to do anything, and I've had low energy and. My diet was a bit crap for a couple of weeks. Like I was craving sugar, processed sugar, which I wasn't. I wasn't craving it because of the pregnancy. It was just when you grab, you know, when you're just grabbing sugar, sugar, yeah. sugar. Which I asked my midwife, and she said it's protein deficiency. She's like, get yourself some beef jerky, um, go nuts, like almonds and that kind of thing. So snack on those during the day, which I have to get today. I have to remember. And well, if we've got time, we've got to go out and get animal food anyway. Yeah, so got time, yeah. So. Yeah, I think all of that, just checking in with them and having their, just being able to kind of share a little bit about what's going on internally because, yeah, like you said, I'm more internal. So I hold everything kind of, like I deal with things myself, my emotions because I know that when I do talk about them too much, I can burden people. I can put the give the energy away and I don't really like doing that. So I've learned from past experiences that that's just not how, I kind of want to be, but also it's not healthy to bottle everything up, which I didn't think I was doing, but obviously that's what was happening and things just started to pile up and get heavier and heavier. 
And when, yeah, when we saw the doula and I was able just to let go of a few things, um, just to share some things that were coming up and with the midwife as well, they both gave me really great, like heaps of resources now. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, which was really awesome, um, which kind of validates all like the way I want to have my pregnancy and the way I want to have our birth. So it's, yeah, it's, I'm kind of back on track. So I think that's where the animals kind of met me as well because I'm home, so they're with me. Usually Maya sits in the room because she likes being in my energy, so does Mushu, yeah. and it's not a bother. But, yeah, they've just been very distant. He's been under the house. She's been somewhere out in the back, yeah. God knows where, <laughs> doing God knows what. So I was like, all right, okay, well, I have to shift, you know, my energy. Yeah. So, but it came it's, it's, just, it's incredible how it was just so rapid after we had that conversation. Yeah. And, yeah, just, again, brought our attention back to it because I remember – like I shared the story in the last episode when Mushu was like feeling crook and I was really angry at him for it because yeah. I'm like, we can't afford this. Yeah. Uh, and then when I when you reminded me like, yeah, it's not his fault. He's not wanting to be like this or whatever. <laughs> and then I shifted my energy. The the uh, improvement in him was instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's again, it's incredible how, yeah, he is moving so much better. Yeah, he's walking normal. Yeah. He is walking normally. It's like there was never any issue at all. Yeah. And it's just, it, oh, I don't know, I, if there's anyone that's listening to this, it'd be like a vet or something. It'd be like, oh, that's just such a load of crap. Or may, maybe not. Maybe they'd be like, yeah. yeah, animals pick up on the energy of their owners because, you know, there's a connection there that you have with your animals. And, yeah, if you make those, if you if you change in your state, then they're yeah. going to change in theirs as well. Especially because of the relationship, probably in particular you, because yeah. especially through the lockdowns, you yeah. and Mushu were like, you know, well, joined at the hip. Yeah. So the relationship well, that you guys have hours is together. Yeah. Yeah. The relationship that you guys have is incredibly strong. Mm. So yeah, he he probably completely takes on anything that you're taking on. Yeah. And then that's uh, why I got a re- that's why um the midwife just recommended to more <clears throat> regularly check in. I go I check in, but probably not enough. And I I get when I do check in, it's when something's just not I don't feel good, which isn't good. I so for the last last twenty four hours. I've been like when I wake up how do I feel just checking in and then just randomly I was sewing and I was like okay how do I feel what do I yeah. need do I need anything what am I feeling is there any tension what am I thinking what am I thinking about just bringing myself back to my body bringing myself back to my state so I know that I'm focused and I'm here rather than yeah just letting everything kind of pile up and being like, I don't think about that or you know just let it go or you know bottling it up or putting it somewhere else where it's just going to fest up so and so that was really helpful to know and instantaneously like oh my gosh the shift in him I couldn't believe it overnight he just had a huge nap that day and then we got up later he got up later and I went to feed him and he was like eating he ate everything yeah for the last few days he hasn't been um eating his food like he just kind of licks the flavor and then yeah. just leaves it because he's got no appetite probably because he feels sick because of all the anxiety so well, he's had appetite because I gave him a big bowl of chicken the other day, and he was just ravenous for chicken, that. Chicken, yeah, I mean, <laughs> not for his, not for his niblets, not for his but, niblets and other yeah. things. But yeah. anyway, I just wanted to share that at the start because we did talk about it for a little bit. Yeah. At the start of the last episode, and then we were sort of like, okay, maybe we need to make a shift, and then we'll just to sort of give that update and go, yeah, like it worked. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, you can't like, say it can't because there's also three other witnesses in the house that have seen the difference and improvement. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's move on to your little thing. Actually, no, before we do that, I'll just quickly made a note of this because you mentioned the midwife. We heard the baby's heartbeat. Yes, we did. Yes. Yeah. It was so special. 
Yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> a little Doppler Doppler machine. I, I didn't hear it. Like I heard it because you recorded it on your phone and sent yeah. it to me because I wasn't because we had the appointment with midwife at 11 and I have to scoot off to work at 11.30. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then it was after that that she, I guess, plugged you into the to the machine. Yeah. And uh, It was all of like five minutes but it was like a really special five minutes. I'm like, oh. So next time, next appointment, we're going to do that first before you go. Yes. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. That'll be good. It was so weird like listen, hearing it on the phone but – Oh, it's so, so incredible. It's a strong heartbeat and it's consistent. It's like, dunk, 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 yeah. dunk, dunk. it's like, wow. Yeah. What a it's sound. Like, that's strong. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because I, I said, like, I feel like it's a boy. I have a knowing and feeling it's a boy. And I was at the um, the nail salon yesterday. The woman's like, oh, you know, you look tired. I'm like, yeah, I'm pregnant. She's like, oh, it's a boy or girl. I'm like, oh, like, I have a feeling it's a boy. And she's like, um, she goes, do you like sweet or savory? I'm like, savory. She goes, oh, boy. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling. And the other women too, I was like, did you know that because she, she hasn't had kids, but the other one was like, did you know that you were having what you were having? And she goes, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know. Like she goes, I just felt like I was having – she had two girls, I think. She goes, I've had two girls. Like I knew that they were girls. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, here in the heartbeats where all the kicks and the movement's getting way stronger now. Like oh, my gosh. There's no – oh, I had my hand on your stomach yesterday and there's just there was no confusing the, the movement <laughs> with my pulse, my hand pulse, pulse or yeah. anything. It was just like, no, that was 100% a kick. Yeah. Like probably – some of the ones I felt yesterday, I would say, would have been visible from like just in the skin. Like if you're there yeah, moving, like, yeah. like you would have seen something. Not yet, like, but yeah, it felt like some that. of them were strong enough. Yeah. I reckon you would have seen them. Like a little would have been like a, so like a little yeah, like, like yeah. vibration. But yeah, <laughs> I think that's what the flutters are. So I remember I said um, a couple of podcast episodes ago, um, I said that people keep talking about flutters and I don't really know what it means, but I, I can feel the baby moving. I can feel it moving from like, like waving, like it's like so an ocean movement. wave. Yeah. And then uh, when it's when I started to feel like, cause like, maybe I just haven't felt that yet, that sensation because everyone has said flutters. Mm. So I'm like, obviously, I'm like it's, it's not like one person said flutters and another person said wave and another person said like this or it's all flutters. So I'm like, okay. You just have to be I, different in the way you describe it. Well, no, I was just like, well, I'm not experiencing that. I'm experiencing something else. So is that, I'm like, it was just, just before that. So then I felt as, as soon as it started moving and I was like, it was kind of like that flutter just because uh, it would move. Okay. And I'm like, that's probably what they're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you think butterflies and you think flutter. So I'm like, what kind of flutter is that? Because you get like nervous and it's yeah. different. But I'm like, no, nah, it's literally just like a do do do, like a, like a wet, like a little yeah, flutter. Yeah. Like fabric. I'm just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. It's, then the everything was all healthy. She checked you out. She checked me out. And, she goes, uh, um, blood pressure's good. Everything's fine. Normal. Great. Everything's strong. You're good. And she goes, how are you feeling? I'm like, great. She goes, great. Yeah. Is there anything else? Like, she asked all the questions and she's like, good you know you know and then um we talked about like emotional and mental stuff that was coming up and um i was like these are the things that i'm doing too she goes amazing and then she gave us a few resources she gave us books and podcasts and uh classes to kind of look at and she goes it's really good if you can um prepare this way as much as you can for for your first birth because i'm like i know that if we do everything like all this all the stuff now to understand this process right now in the first pregnancy the second one's going to be a lot easier because then we're going to know how we feel because i think there's a lot of things that came up that i didn't realize were actually bothering me right. or that were plaguing me a little bit you mean like from the past or 
or is um, it just, just things about, of the moment? Just in the moment, but like with pregnancy, like with like so certain thoughts about um, how it's going to be painful, just little things like that. And I'm like, oh, because you look at it and you're like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. And you're looking at um, home births and I'm like looking at them and I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. And But, I'm, but then I'm looking because I'm looking at the guy looking at the woman, you know, because the way he cares for her, I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. But then I'm looking and then I look at her and I'm like, fuck, that's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to just hurt so much. Yeah. But listening to the podcast yesterday as well, um, that they were just like we have been told and taught that it is an emergency, like it's at a like an emergency kind of thing. It's uh, something that we go straight to the hospital for, so it's something wrong. Because if you need to go to the hospital, something's wrong. Mm. So if you're going to have your baby in the hospital, it means you know if that's the connotation. That's kind of the direction that it goes into. It's like uh, it's like pregnancy is a diagnosis that yeah. needs to be treated. Treated. As that's appo- exactly as what they said. And these the yeah. two midwives that have been in the profession for a long time, and they were, they got stats and everything. She goes, it just doesn't match the data. She goes, home births are just as, if not like. Like, no, what do they say? She, they say it's healthier and uh, better, if not, um, what is it? No, nothing, nothing goes wrong in home births. It's probably just as healthier, just as, what's the word? Safe. Right. Just as safe at home than it is in the hospital because there's no correlation. She's like, if not more, more safe at mm. home because you don't have, she goes, more people that are involved in your birth, the, the more influence they're going to have on you. So regardless regardless of if they say anything or not, they're all in the room looking at you. Mm. She goes, and this is the same for um, having a home birth too. Who do you want at your home birth? Who do you want at your birth? Who, um, what kind of energy do you want? That's why they, the, one of the first questions that the dual and midwife asked was like, well, how do you see your birth? How do you see the labor? Oh, I just feel like it's, it's, it's a winner, like re- regardless, right? Oh, to me, a home birth wins over a hospital birth because you get to set the, set the tone and exactly. set the scene, right? Like yeah. you get to... To determine for yourself, yeah, who's present, the sounds, the, the all the sensations that you, yeah. the sensory experience that you want to have as well. You have the power over that, the autonomy over yeah. that. It's also such a vulnerable. It's it's when you're potentially like the most the vulnerable most you'll ever vulnerable. be in your life, yeah. right? When you're you're naked, yeah. you're there bare, about to birth the child into the world. Everything's everything's open. Everything's out. You open. So, a woman opens up. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, and like you said, the less eyes that are on that, the less influence that you have in that moment, the more power you get you, to kind you, of retain yeah, for yourself. Exactly. And I feel like the the calmer you, mm. or more at peace perhaps you can potentially be as you're going through that process. And if it's just you and I, well, you know, it, it, and the doula and the midwives have stressed this as well. Is like babies also like to come out the way they went in. It's yeah, with love. With love with affection and That's you know right. with oxytocin being released yeah. everything all the channels all the pathways opening up yeah. and just just welcoming welcoming the baby out yeah you know and allowing the baby to come in its own time and yeah, I think to me, like that's an absolute winner. There's no stress. It's not a clinical experience. It's well, a it's an incredible moment in yeah. your life, and not something that you need to have, you know, white lights and lab coats for. The thing is, though, um, what they do say is like obviously the home birth is um, probably safe, if not more safe than the hospital. But also, she goes, it also depends on what you were brought up with, what influence you've had growing up around birth. What did your, how did your um, mother birth you? Um, how did your um, family members or relatives around you talk about birth? All that influences you. So they go, always ask yourself questions. Does this feel good? 
why why have I said yes to this decision and no to this decision? Why do I want an ultrasound or why don't I want an ultrasound? Why would I want this kind of exam or that kind of exam? Why would I want it at home and not at the hospital? Why would I want it at the hospital and not at home? Yeah. If you know, she goes, it's always you every single one of those answers are the most important. It's not just making the decision. It's knowing why you've made it. And it's so fun because she's like, it's okay if you want it at the hospital because that's where you're going to feel the most safe. Absolutely have your, your birth in a hospital, but be prepared with everything that comes with that. There is there is like a level of intervention that happens when you're there. And there's also, then, then you have also more control at home. So what what level are you happy with? Yeah. Where, where do you feel the most safe? What are you going to be the most okay with? Yeah. If they do intervene or if they do say mm. things that aren't, um, kind of in alignment with all your whys, then will you stand in your power? Will you be able to say no or yes? And I mean, that's, 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 I can't imagine being in that position as a woman uh, giving birth to have <laughs> your, the wherewithal to make those kinds of decisions. Yeah. So I feel like you're incredibly vulnerable, incredibly easy, very suggestible and easy to take advantage of. Mm. You know, there's no power for you in that situation. That's why, to, for me, I just feel like this kind of thing is a no-brainer, especially as your husband, as the father of the child, wanting to see you in your power, in your element, able to do this the way you want to do it. You know, so I, that's that's why, for, for me anyway, I'm really excited that this process can be, you know, the one that we're undertaking. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I think it is a good point to raise as well, like the environment that you were raised in, all the, the, the connotations around birth when you were when we were growing up yeah like when we've known those around us obviously that have had kids and then we kind of hear their experience we don't necessarily relate to it at all because when we weren't in a position then having kids or so it's sort of in one ear and out the other but some of it kind of does stay in and you get used to there's this this cultural element or you you get accustomed to the idea of birth being a certain way Mm -hmm. and then it's like okay that's the sort of way that it's done that's the process that's what you're in for when you're pregnant and yeah when you start to when you start to step outside of that, like we've stepped outside of a lot of things, right? <laughs> we've stepped outside of a lot of the way, for me, I've stepped a, a very well away from the way my family goes about a lot of things. Yep. So I'm very different to them in a lot of ways. I've been, I've opened myself up to other things and I've pursued those other things too. But obviously when times do get tough, we do a lot of the time revert back to our, our baseline, our, yeah. what we know, right? Yeah. And even though what we prefer and what I think how I feel in the in the you know right now while everything's okay and the things I believe in and the things I value, um, when they're until they're actually put to the test by something, I don't know how how strong my conviction in them is, right? Mm-hmm. And so who, who knows, you know, if your conviction isn't strong enough in something, then you're going to revert back to what is stronger, which is ultimately what you know to that comfort zone, yeah. and that's going to be constructed by by what you know knew from growing up, what you heard growing up around yeah. birth. So. I mean, it, there was def- definitely an element of pressure, especially initially. I felt mm-hmm. around with both families when yeah. we will we don't want to have medical intervention. We won't don't want to get hospitals involved and GPs and everything involved. No. We did an, an initial blood test again, and that was probably reverting back to the comfort thing. It was right. This is, exactly this is a new experience. This is a new experience that we didn't anticipate, and so we we ran back for a second. We ran back to the comfort of what normally happens what we thought we was what the process is yeah and then since that time we've kind of cooler heads we've cooled our heads a little bit and we've come back what do we value what do we believe and then what do we want exactly and then sort of reinstated that conviction for ourselves and we've been able to move forward 
more confidently and being able to say, no, that's not what we want to do. This is what we want to do yeah. going forward. And then, yeah, actually those those voices mm-hmm. and that noise has actually died down a fair bit. And people just seem to, at this point, just be respecting the fact that this is how we're going about the pregnancy. I think it's as well because we've been clear for, to ourselves about what we want and why we want it, that changes the energy of others. Kind of like the same thing with Mushu. If it's like, if I change my energy, he'll change. If I'm excited, he'll get excited. If I'm sad, he'll be sad. Like that kind of, it's the same with, with people. It's like if I'm going to, if we, like you know when you, you, you know, walk into a room like, oh, the energy, oh, it's just something, something's not right. And, you know, we all have that sense. It's not, you know, just what, like, yeah, I've got it stronger for, for me. But when you, you're like, yeah, something just was a bit off, yeah. you know, you know you have that because it's energy. It's like if, if there's really low energy, if there's fear, if there's stress, you can feel it. You know, one, you know, there's another a morning you woke up, you're like, wow, the energy is just really full on this morning. Yeah. I just felt it. And it was because there were, there were, there were things going on. And that's that when you're in that, you actually then influence how other people are going to be with you. Yeah. People are going to be like, oh, okay, well, and they also sense what you're thinking about and what you're like, I know that's really weird, but what did I have? I had an experience the other day and I was what was I thinking about? And then mama brought it up because I was worried. It had something to do with us as well and there was a thing and I don't know, she mentioned it. Us as in me and you. No, 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 me and her. Right. And there was like, oh, I can't fucking remember. But that, that was really interesting because I was thinking about it and I was getting worried about it or concerned about it and then um, she mentioned it. And she's got that, she's intuitive as well. So she kind of can pick up and little thing, messages kind of go from here and there. And then she said, she said something about it. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, right. So just to pick up on that, I'm like, we can influence. And it's like when we're afraid of the judgment of, of others being like, okay, they're going to ask, they're going to ask. Oh, my gosh. It's like people will ask mm. because you're thinking about it. Um, so it's another like really off topic, but my body hair. So I went growing up, I really struggled to feel comfortable that I had like a lot of body hair and I had to kind of like either shave it or um, – uh, like wax it and stuff but I've always been very self-conscious in that area so but when I'd go out when no my nephews and nieces when they kind of grew up a little bit or when they, even when they were little they'd be like oh, your arms are so hairy because I'd be already so paranoid about it because we'd go to the beach and I'm like oh my god I didn't have time to wax or anything like that and that was that self-conscious but they could sense it and they're like oh your arms are so hairy like I'm like fuck you you know like shut up yeah. <laughs> and it would those little signals that we that we give off and we open our aura as well. We open our space for it. It's like that's that's kind of a similar thing. It's like we were so afraid of what other people were going to say about how we wanted this birth that, yeah, it, that it was there. You could feel it. And then by the time we kind of we were like, no, this is how we want to do it, then people stopped asking. Yeah. Completely like just weren't even like, how are you feeling? Yeah. You know, and they'd be yeah. like, oh, are you excited? Or they'd ask questions that are just not even nothing to do with the scans or anything because that stuff obviously is private. But they also got the point when we kept saying, no, we're not going for scans. No, we're not going for scans. And they're like, oh, why? Oh, why? Like, but don't you want it? Like all that kind of passed. Yeah. And then they understood, okay, so they're not going to do it. Yeah. And they're standing strong to their conviction. They're, they're, you know, hmm. that's the energy shift. I mean, it's good. I mean, the midwife's there. She's very experienced. She does the oh. palpation, mm. can sort of gauge the size. Generally, we can tell you it's a very healthy size. It's a very strong heartbeat. Mm. Uh, and the, the, the movements are very strong and, and very uh, constant. 
Yeah. It seems to body always be moving. So, and you're getting bigger. You're not feeling crook. You're not feeling a certain, you know, you're not feeling negative or anything like that. So, Mm. things seem to be quite healthy and and great at the moment. Yeah. So, and that was, that was something for us. You know, we've generally, we've become, learned to become very intuitive and to trust ourselves, like trust our bodies and trust our bodies to know what to do, how to deal with the things that we're going through. Mm And like pain, for instance, not to go, fuck, how can I get rid of this? How can I, how can I mask it? How can I just not feel this bad thing? Instead of just going, my body is doing something. It's going through something. Let's go through it. Let's trust that my body can handle it. And so, you know, we've learned to be that way. And especially so, with birth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially with something like this, right? It, it, revol- it requires an, an inordinate amount of trust in yourself, right? To be able to carry this child to full term yeah. he- in a he- in healthily for both you and the baby mm-hmm. and then actually be able to deliver it yeah. healthy as well. There's so much trust that you need to build up with yourself. Because it's not a medical, um, it's not a, a medical, what is it, procedure, it's it's nature. I just actually on that. I just wanted to quickly mention just just the the midwife mentioned about cesareans. Yeah. She said so. The terminology being emergency C section oh. and what was the other one? Uh, elective. Elective. That's right. She said the difference between the two. An emergency C section doesn't have anything to do with with Something's whether it's life threatening necessarily. Yeah. No. There are categories of emergency cesareans, yeah. but and the, the category one I think she said was like yes, it is life threatening, but it's an emergency C section. It's called that. Once you're in labor, yeah, at, if you, any, at point, any point during your labor, labor if your labor has emergency. started, if you have a C-section, it's an emergency C-section. Yeah. Like what kind of language is that? So it's the, the linguistics head? around it just make it sound like it's it's like, oh, my God, this is this horrible thing that's happening. <gasps> oh, my God, no, do it, do it because something's wrong because yeah. you're like, we have to have an emergency C-section. So an emergency an emergency C-section is, is called that if you've begun labor. If you haven't started labor yet, it's elective. It's elective. If you planned it or yeah. Yeah, if you wanted it, it's elective. Yeah. Or I guess if it's pram or something like that, oh. I'm not too sure. But oh, that would be probably another. That's probably going to be yeah. um, a cesarean. But yes, yeah, so I just wanted to make that emergency. make that reference, like the the linguistics around the cesareans too, kind yeah. of make it seem like it's more extreme, to almost justify the fact that it needs to happen. Yeah, the stories so, are yeah. insane that I've heard. Like even listening to the podcast, it was like the way they talk about. It, they're like it's it's all just getting more and more about the control. But she goes, well, what they do is with every single woman, no matter if you're high risk or low risk, they go through the same procedure. They don't go, okay, you're high risk, so we'll do this procedure um, and we'll check all these things. And for a low risk, we'll, we don't need to do all that stuff. They literally do everything they do for a high risk woman, they do for a low risk woman. Yeah. And they do the whole thing that puts you through all this stuff you don't need to. Mm. They're like the, the amount of stuff. Like they treat every woman exactly the same. And you'll, you'll pick something up, right? If you're you, going to be that oh, intensive. Yeah, they're the, going to yeah. like, oh, this. Any anomaly that's like small, like the tiniest little thing, they'll pick up on it and make it a big deal. Sounds like. But a, that's their job, right? Sounds like a PCR test. But that's their. We don't need to, <laughs> don't need to get <laughs> into that. Please don't. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it picks it will um and puts the woman what in stress. She's like, oh, okay. Well, maybe I should have another another exam, or maybe I should have this, and. Like my my midwives and oh the other um the other uh, women that I've been listening to say, there is no reason for you to have a vaginal exam just cause, absolutely not. She goes there is all these examinations. There is actually no reason why any woman needs to have a routine exam. It doesn't make sense. On like all, all this stuff that they're doing, it's just 
obviously it's just part of what they need to do. It's just the procedure. And what the, and I, because I don't want to just poo poo on, um, on hospitals as well and doctors and nurses and all of that. Because one of them actually said that the most, one of the things is it's really good because what I, I can only do so much as a midwife, but she goes, when it comes to emergency, genuine emergency uh, situations, situations yeah. she goes, that's when the doctor is in his prime yeah. and that, or in her prime. And that's when they know exactly what to do and they can literally save lives in that moment. But when there is no emergency and they're just doing everything just because, that's when it becomes toxic. It's when it becomes... Because I guess there's a procedure. There's a there's a set of guidelines or a procedure for how to go about pregnancy. Like for the routine, okay, this is what you do yep. at this time. It'll be probably time based on the pregnancy. And then this is... Yeah, this is how we essentially go about it. Like you said, you've got the whole list of yeah. tests and examinations. Because they know what to do in that sense. But a midwife doesn't have... She doesn't look at all of those... That information, yeah. she doesn't study that information. I'm, I'm just saying, from a, from a sort of hospital perspective, yeah. then you'd have that. And you're, if you're applying that same template to mm-hmm. every single pregnancy, well, then yeah, I mean, obviously, you're gonna if you're gonna apply the same template, you're potentially going to be applying the same outcome to every single person, and it's not necessarily relevant. But it seems it seems to me, from especially a lot of the stuff that you're listening to, that a lot of this seems to be systemic. Yeah. Uh, just uh, systemic when it comes to pregnancy in the in the healthcare and the medical system, mm-hmm. that it's yeah. it's not necess- It's not that any one doctor or any doctors or nurses are actually d- are bad actors or anything. No. It's not that at all. No, no one, It's the no procedures. It's the guidelines. It's what's required of them when it comes to something like this. Yeah. When it comes to pregnancy and labour, yeah. they've so, like, okay, she's in labour now. I have a procedure. I've got a checklist that I need to that's do. That's it. And then there's that's and that's more or less you know what what happens. I was the same when I was studying osteo. You know when you've got there's a there's a there's a, a procedure to every single appointment. There's a structure to it that you have to that you're supposed to follow. And then if the person's diagnosed with a certain thing, well then there's a you know yeah. from your experience, but also from the way that you're meant to approach certain diagnoses you know there is a sort of procedure there's a there's a checklist that you kind of have to go through as well so i know i understand that that's 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 a lot of the time that's sort of out of your hands and i don't even want to fucking get into what the heck happened in the last couple of years (laughs) but um you know it's that that kind of that systemic uh thing that seems to be pervasive in this particular area, I think it appears to rob women of their power a lot of the time, unnecessarily. But also, the I mean, the other thing to keep in mind is the cultural element to it as well. Mm-hmm. So, not only is there a, pr- a procedure to be followed, but then I guess when you get used to, culturally, you get used to this being the way the pregnancy is handled yeah, and dealt but- with, then the culture sort of reinforces that. And then it's sort of, they both kind of embolden it, like each yeah. other. And yeah, we we kind of are raised then with this idea of how you should give birth mm. because it's not only what it's like when you're going into the system for it, but it's it's expected, expected socially and culturally yeah. when you're in when you're pregnant. And that's you know like I'm not how, how said do that very well, but yeah, but how look sorry that CFA is going off this fire. Oh, it is what it is. Um, the th- other thing to. Th- uh, how does culture become culture influence how do we how does anything get influenced social media 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 all of it you know magazines that you put anything in all anything that goes in there and gets influenced that's a conversation but you'll always have like a mainstream and you'll have an alternative that's just how how it's been for a long time you know you can have any kind of perspective but that's how the culture's kind of begun it's like 
and that's the you know over the last two years we can we've definitely seen how the influence of you know we, we can see now where who's controlling the media and how they like created a narrative it's like how long have they actually been doing that i've been they've been doing that forever it's like you, we kind of start to think about that kind of stuff and it's like then that becomes culture look at the how the culture has shifted over the last two years so with any kind of topic you'll always have like the the mainstream which is go to the hospital straight like everyone's like okay well what hospital are you going to that's probably the first question everyone asks me <laughs> asked me in the beginning what hospital are you going to like well, i'm actually having a home birth and like oh but is what hospital are you going to go to like if yeah. it's like i'm not going to the hospital <laughs> yeah. unless the thing i'm like yeah, well, we're going to what sunshine because that's the closest but i'm not planning on going there yeah. that's just something i had to put down on the form yeah. but i'm not intending that's not how i want to have my birth and it's like it's always that because it's so strong in culture, it's like, of course we get influence and that's all we know. But we can't, it's so hard to bend away from that. It's so hard to move away from it's it. It's the pressure that gets applied to as well, especially, yeah. I mean, what do we know ultimately? You know, we're just two people and <laughs> we're, we're in, uh, interacting with those who have either had the experience itself before or those that are in the system, right? If you've, if you've spoken to a doctor, yeah. like we did, we, we spoke to a doctor at the start, right? Yeah. And it's like these are the people that are part of it that you know know more about this than we do that have been that have had experience, with, experience this. with this. Yeah. So there is a kind of pressure when you're talking to that because it's like you feel so inexperienced and such an amateur that you're kind of looking around for support. And when the support that you're looking to is guiding you down the direction you don't want to go and that doesn't feel right to you, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's difficult. Decision. You've got to make yeah. you've got to make that tough call. And if you're going to stand alone and and stand Doing out from own. it and go, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. I'm going to look for an alternative route. Well, then you, you do have to kind of, yeah, you got to sort of expect that you're going to be looked at in a certain way. But like we've like we've said anyway, once once we sort of get strong enough in our own conviction with it and get comfortable and confident enough with ourselves after we've made this decision, mm-hmm. then those things sort of fade into nothingness. It was only that initial, initial. sort of that part, that first it's like phase. Breaking of a it. habit. It was like breaking that habit. In the beginning, you know, it's always harder in the beginning. And once you kind of keep doing it, then it gets easier and easier. We were also, I think we were also very, very mentally and emotionally equipped, though, to do that, especially from our experience of the last few years. Yeah. As we've said, choosing not to get the vaccine uh, and facing the ire of like the entire world for being part of that group that was like, no, it doesn't feel right. Mm. And there's, you know, X, Y, Z reason as to why we didn't do it. Yeah. But, you know, and then, then copying that and then just being like, no, I believe it. I, yeah, this is what this I believe. Is, this, this is what I value. Right and I'm not going to bend and snap on this. Yeah, I'm can't. going to stay strong and steadfast. And for me, that's helped me a lot. I think in other areas of my life, it's given me more confidence. That, that's actually helped me with uh, my spreadsheet, putting my work out there going, I, I don't, I, I care what you think insofar as it's constructive to the way that I sell it or mm-hmm. how I can refine it and make it better. But I don't care about the criticism. I don't care if you say something negative because I've been used to hearing negative things from those closest to me about my position, right? I've ever experienced. So it's been, it was really hard. But that I think held us in good stead for this, right? When we get over that sort of initial, okay, we've got to get our bearings a little bit. We weren't expecting this, it was a shock, which, you know, fair enough. But yeah, then we go, no, okay, this is it. We're going to stand strong in this. This is what we want. How do we want it? And we've done this, like we've just done this for something else for the last two years. You know, we know, we know the drill. Yeah. We know how it's like a drill. It's like, yeah, we had that. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was a a 
practice. I would say it was definitely a full experience. Oh, of course it was, it. yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, definitely, like, yeah, you know what's to come. I knew that the judgment criticism, personal criticism would come. You know, people just started just to call your names and just to judge you just because of you. Mm. And I'm like, well, it is a personal decision, so of course you're going to judge me for the way I'm living my life and the way I choose to go about my health. And now I'm like, how I choose to go about my pregnancy. And then the next thing will be how I choose to parent. Uh, and then the next yeah. thing will be how do I choose to work. Because I feel and like with how the, do I choose? It's the just comparison artist thing, I feel like when those do criticise, I, f- I feel like perhaps it can be a, a it can feel very yeah like an attack and it's. But it, perhaps there's also an element that it's like an affront because we're choosing to go a different path. It's our, by our actions, by our voice and where we where we walk, it's sort of a negation of their choices and their decisions. Mm. And we're saying, you did it wrong. Not because we've actually explicitly said that, but because we're going down a different path. Yeah. We're sort of rejecting the way they, they the path they walked. Yeah. And so it can sort of be this, this offense that's taken, even though we haven't said or done anything. Said, yeah. By, or I just made a person specifically. Made a decision. We've made our own decision for ourselves, and we're going at the path that we've chosen. And then for someone else who walks a different path, it's going. Well, what's yeah, wrong maybe. with mine? Why have you rejected yeah, mine? It's kind like of we thing. Haven't. It's so just maybe that does I feel good. Yeah, right. I, I feel like there's also that sort of that sort of element that comes Absolutely, into that too. Yeah, yeah it's like because no one like whether you're right or wrong. That's your own decision. That no one gets to tell you whether you're right or wrong. Unless you really are right or wrong, but reality gets this, to tell you if you're right or wrong. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like you ultimately get to decide how you want to take criticism. You know, it's been really hard for me to, to take criticism all my life because I haven't been strong in, in myself and I haven't really focused on me and my growth and what I want because I've been, I didn't, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to do. I was allowing life to push me around. But when, uh, I would say just before I met you, I started to really go, what do I want what do I want in my life? How do I want to feel? You know, it might not be all the specifics, but how do I want to feel right now in my body? And when I started to do that and you came along and then you helped bring in this discipline of what, what, how, do, how am I going to do it now? And to hold me accountable to what I said, you know, a week ago or a month ago, being like, yeah, but you said you wanted this. I'm like, I did say that and I haven't actually pulled through. So you're pulling me up on stuff and strengthening that made me like, okay, well, it is that it was what I wanted. Why it's you know breaking those habits, those old habits of like no, okay, and it takes practice to kind of keep keep going. Okay, no, I don't care what people think because everyone can say yeah, I don't care. We all care what other people think, regardless if you do or don't. It's like there there'll always be one person that you're like, do you love me? Do you accept me? Do you you know? And it's that it's just human. That's what we go through. But it's it's incredible that how. When you practice it, it gets easier. When you, you're like, I understand that your criticism, your anger, your whatever judgment you've just thrown at me to my face or even behind my back, I know that's got nothing to do with me. I think that's the key. I feel like when it comes to criticism, it's it's a part of your, your ability to, to take it. Uh, to me, it seems that it's it's your where your value is like, and your, how you how you feel about yourself. Like where's your center? I was sort of talking a little bit about that in the last episode. Where is your center? Mm. If your center is is external to you, if you're focused, your how you approach your life, what you value, if that's outside of something you've some principle you've chosen for yourself, well then if you're getting criticized, then it's almost like that's 
if you're if, if you're copying negative feedback for something, then it's it's like a negative feedback against you as a person. Yeah. Because you you're placing more emphasis for your own value and your own identity outside of you with other the opinions of others. And so it's like if your identity, if your values are contingent upon the perspective or opinions of others, well then obviously if there's a negative opinion that's thrown at you, well then that's going to be a negative jab against yourself. Mm. But if you're if you bring that center into you and you go, no, I what do I value? Like you said, like what do I want? What's important to me? What's you know where where How is my center? How do I want to carry myself and all that stuff? If someone has a negative opinion of you, it can bounce off a lot easier because it's your, my identity and my self worth is not contingent upon your good opinion or your negative opinion. I was also going to say as well with that when you do work, start to work and see and recognize where you react to life and where you take things personally and where you are on rocky ground and you start working on that and building a stronger foundation, you actually start to see where other people are. Um, where, where they're standing, whether how rocky the ground is on their end, and that's that um, uh, that gauge mm. where you are when you're like you're angry and you're saying personal, you're literally calling me names, but I know it's got nothing to do with me because yeah. I know I used to do that too, and I occasionally still do it because we're human. It's like that I understand exactly where you're at, and I'm like I know that you're angry at me, but I know that it's got nothing to do with me. Mm. Because I haven't done anything to bring this on. You've just come into my space and just started to say things that really aren't necessary. And I don't know where it's come from. So obviously, it's come from the subconscious, you know, because I've been working on stuff and things have come up from my subconscious and unconscious. And I start to react to those and I start to fire them out as well. And I recognized it. And I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. How? So it's like by working on yourself and knowing that process of where, how emotions build up, where we attack, where we react and respond, you can see, you begin to see that in others because like we all function the same. You become more sensitive to it. You become more sensitive, but aware. You become also aware of it. It's like, I know that you, your energy and your sadness or your anger, your judgment, your criticism and anything, it's got nothing to do with me. I just want to send you love and hope that all of this now we can kind of just send it up and it's out of your body. It's out of your system. I want to give you that opportunity to just let it out because I know it's not personal. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with me because you're the one in the anger. I'm not angry or I'm not this or whatever. I'm not I'm not one throwing judgments. But you, you see it. You can see it in front of you and you're like, I'm going to watch it, kind of like a meditation. You watch yeah. it all release and it doesn't hit you. You're like, do you want to take it on? So you either take it on being like, oh, my God, oh, I'm so offended and, oh, my gosh, that makes me angry and I'm getting angry because you're yelling at me and you can either feed off it or you can let it bounce off you. Mm. And But the only way to know how to do that is by doing it for yourself first. Because I mean, that's that's how what I've learned. Yeah, I've become I'm extremely sensitive, but I think, and I'm beginning to see more and more that it's more of a gift than it is a curse. Because I used to be like, I hate that I'm so sensitive because I'm just so touchy and I'm like weak and I'm vulnerable all the time. And I was like, that's absolutely not it. I have something that I can actually offer. I can offer information to people. Like I can. I'm like I can see. I know what to say when I can see that. You're sad or you're angry. Excellent segue, actually, into uh, we're not going to have time to talk about what I'm um, some of my work stuff, but I want to spend this last period of time talking about what came up for you over the last couple of days sure. and use that as a segue. Yeah. Okay. So my um, my friend from overseas, she's just started um, 
uh, a studio. She's like a studio. She has a studio space with a friend. They've started this little community. They're going to just start doing classes, art classes together. And she was just telling me because I was checking in with her. I'm like, oh my gosh, how is it? I'm like, it's amazing. Congratulations that everything's kind of happening. And she's like, I am so overwhelmed. And she started to say, she goes, I'm trying to do a full-time job with this side hustle. And I want to do my creative course on the side. And also she has a relationship. She's in a, she's got a husband and like, I immediately was like, okay, she needs someone to guide it. <laughs> that's the, like, that's almost the same situation I've been in. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's that, okay. I'm like, all right, well, can I help you in any way? Because I feel like, because I've stopped doing the art stuff to kind of, so we don't really talk about that as much because it's it's something that's kind of like come and gone for me. But there's a strong relationship that we've got and I still want to help. I still want to be of service somehow because she's so kind and loving to me in, in ways. I'm like, I want to offer something to her. And I said, can you, or would it be, um, I, don't know, I don't even know how I worded it, but I was like, would you like, please ask me, please ask me if you need anything. And um, I've been actually coaching Logan uh, with his kind of side hustle and how to manage, you know, that kind of, I don't know, I don't know what I said in the beginning. She goes, I would absolutely love to have anything that you have to offer to make this easier for me. And I, um, she's like, I trust you because I've known her for three years now. She's like, I, I trust you and I would love to learn what you've got. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, great, great opening. And this was just, I wasn't even thinking to, I wasn't getting anxious. I wasn't, I'm actually getting excited, which was really nice. I'm like, okay. She's like, so let me know, tell me what you can do for me. I'm like, all right, cool. So it's kind of like the same pitch <laughs> to pitch myself. And you'd just messaged as well. And I was already writing. I'm like, okay, how do I write this? And I'm writing all this stuff. I'm like, no, take it out, blah, blah, blah. You know, because at first it kind of came out as like, giving advice already and I'm like no do not want to start there I'm going to start from the beginning of why this has come up and to just word it and put it in the right the right way and then I was like honey can you I'm like what do I do what do I do <laughs> like I don't know and yeah then I asked you I was like okay so I'm just I've uh, just p- pitched to well I'm pitching to Amber oh my friend well Amber yeah she um I don't know if it, uh, about my um, about my serve my coaching service. I'm like, what do I do? And then I was like, what your coaching service? What are you talking about? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, okay. And I was just sitting there and thinking of the words. I'm like, well, what have I done for Logan? I'm, I'm before I already had the words kind of like focus and organize and just to kind of put you back on track and this kind of thing. And then you kind of said the same thing with focus. You really helped to. I, pull you back to I can kind of sense where you're going off you help with prioritization and pro and process that's that's the the probably the two main things for me that you've helped me with Mm -hmm. is how to prioritize numerous different things elements of not only the work but my life as well so you've helped me with prioritizing those and when and how to go about them when I'm so when I'm Let's say if, if we're doing my work, if I'm trying to make the, I've got like, I need to make tutorials. I need to make PDF. Like which one I'll prioritize. I don't know how to go about it. And then I don't know how to get, get content for them. I don't know how to, whether I should rush and just, just smash them together, just get it done as quickly as possible. So they're done. Uh, and yeah, you help me sort of prioritize that and approach that in a more healthy way. You've helped me to uh, not devote myself so entirely to the my side hustle because if i'm doing that when i was doing that it was that and and then the work i had to go off to my day job and then I, there was no time for anything else and so you you're help, you've helped me to 
actually pull back a lot of the time and, and let myself actually miss the work too. Mm. Like want to continue doing it so I don't burn myself out. Uh, Which you've is also very quickly. Your influence actually also has helped me to take a step back from clients too. So because I work with them, it's very easy to be, you know, sort of talking about it with them every day. But now I'm like, no, I need to, I need to not necessarily set explicit boundaries by like saying what the boundaries are mm-hmm. with them. I've already told them what my role is and that's enough. Yeah. And then for me to actually stick to it because I'm working with them, it's so easy to, to break that boundary and to go, yeah, have a conversation about it. But instead, I've set myself, there are certain days that I'll check in with you. You can check in with me whenever you want, but there's certain days that I'm going to instigate that discussion. And if I'm doing it any day because I'm bloody working with them, well, yeah. I'm I'm breaking that boundary myself and I'm getting too overly involved and taking their power away from them. Yeah. I'm robbing them of the opportunity to get in touch with me and make that contact first. So I need to step back and then I only talk about it on the days that I've told them I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. So you've actually helped me to uh, be more confident in setting and uh, sticking to those types of boundaries. So for me, it's your your uh, prioritization and your sort of process and so I guess general guidance yeah. with how to navigate certain situations as they as they arise with the work. Because it's hard do. because I thank you. Um, it's hard because I it, whatever comes up comes up. Like if I as soon as she was telling me that she was wanted to do, um, she was having full time full time work and she wanted to do this side hustle and then she started this. Um, this course as well and she doesn't want anything to take her attention away from it I'm like okay well you just start prioritizing your time I'm like the first thing I see so first I told her this is uh, it what I do for you so obviously I bring you I can see where you're kind of derailing and I can bring pull you back on track and I can tell you where to focus where your focus needs to be and then after that, I said, so for example, for you, I instantly have seen that you really need to prioritize your time. You need to choose how you're going to do this because you're going to start resenting your work because I know that as a creative, you start resenting your work. I absolutely hate my art and work at the, like, you know, that's what I got to because yeah. I was so focused on it. I was trying to make it happen, make it happen, force it, force it, force it, force it. When I I, I can't look at it now because I've, I've just put so much energy into it that's like, it's like I, I'm not. I don't love it anymore. And she goes, "How did you know that?" I've already felt resentment. I go, "It's you'll feel resentment in any area, either to your work, to your colleagues, to this new collaboration, this new collaborator, um, anything. You will start to resent because you are burning yourself out." Mm. And also, I brought in human design because I was doing when I was learning human design. I was like, oh, "Can I do yours?" And, you know, that's how I was learning. Yeah, and she was yeah, like, yeah. yes, please, yes, please. And I was doing astrology. Like, she was awesome like that. She goes, yes, I'm your guinea pig. Like, please. So then I brought that in. But the thing is because I was – that's right. I told her what I didn't have before when I was – wanted to do this was the efficiency of actually of, – I didn't know how to utilize all the information I had properly. I was just kind of vomiting out everything that I wanted because I wanted to help people so much. I want to, even with my one-on-one sessions that I had, I wanted to give when I had even the human design ones and the tarot and I com- combined them. I'm like, I was with a client for three hours once because I was like, I just wanted to give them everything. And she hasn't re- like, like we, we haven't had a session since and we haven't really spoken since. She doesn't hate me, but like we still kind of every now and then I see her like my stuff. So I'm like, yeah. okay, everything is good. But I'm like, I could have really fucked that up and I might have, but I recognize that I'm like, that was so overwhelming even for me. Because I'm like, I didn't have enough. I didn't have enough. All I needed to do was relax, tune in to listen to what they were saying, see what was going on, and then allow whatever needed to come up to come up. 
being like, this element of human design is really important because I actually started to do it with her. I'm like, okay, I'm going to look at her chart because there's one element that I need to look at just to confirm. And then I confirmed it. I'm like, great, that's what I did. But then I was like, oh, but she's also this and this. I'm like, no, no, no. All you wanted to do was this. Um, you know, I have to pull myself yeah. back being like, that's not important right now. And there was other things that I just deleted. I'm like, I'm not going to say that's too much. I need this to be concise. All I want to focus on right now is to tell her this is what I can help her with right now mm. and bringing that bring that back. And she's like, I just want to read that over and over and over again, what you wrote to me because it's so powerful because I'm like, I, I know exactly that's exactly what I'm like. Read it but also let me know what I can, how I can help you yeah. with it. How, let's like bounce ideas off each other. What do you, what also, what do you need from me? That kind of because she's a projector and she needs to be invited to, or projectors need to be invited into the space. I'm pretty sure. And she, yeah. So I'm like, I'm really excited to kind of check in with her again, or just to kind of see how she's going, or even just for her to come to me. But I'm like, right now, it's about I just put myself out there, and I saw an opportunity. I saw where I could actually hone my skills and how I could actually um, have uh, how I can actually serve so that was something that was incredible yeah I wasn't expecting it I was at work and uh, yeah you texted me that I was like whoa good on you I'm proud of you because I know what it's because I I, you're stepping out there right and maybe it's like helping me being there for me in the way that I've needed you and uh, providing your service for me, uh, you know, has given you the confidence to in yourself to sort of step out there and actually provide that for someone else. So Definitely. that's amazing. And I was really hoping that that would that would potentially happen too. Mm. So it's funny because I was great. looking at my um, uh, I have a the pattern app. This is an astrology app, and it was saying that like oh this week or something that you're gonna have like you're gonna have a revelation or something's gonna happen and it's gonna be an energy shift to when you're gonna actually start to know where you're going but only if you surrender like only mm. if you really allow it to come so I started to just relax a little bit more about it because it was kind of coming into my head and I'm like oh because you were so busy I'm like I want to be busy too I want that like I want to I'm like that's what went wrong last time yeah. when you want it you want it you want it it's like you know you want it for the right reasons you don't want it because you're jealous and you're envious I'm like that's not what that's that should not be the source of why you you um you're on this path to actually force it to happen I'm like no I don't, I don't want I don't want to do it out of envy or jealousy I want to do it because I have allowed it to come to me and I've allowed it to naturally come to me um uh kind of fall into my lap kind of thing and it did and it I just opened up the space I trusted that it would come which was it's very hard to do that <laughs> you know I've had many uh breakdown about it because it's one of the hardest things to have just kind of let everything go. I thought everything was just gone and I had to start fresh. It's not necessarily true. No. And I, I knew that on a level, but the stronger uh, the stronger feeling was I've lost it. I don't have it anymore. I can't touch my tarot cards anymore. I can't touch my art anymore. I don't, I don't have anything to give because I have to start again because that wasn't for me. It's like, no, you don't have to give everything up. It's stupidity. So instead, how can I actually utilize it utilize all of that information into a service mm. and how can i let, allow that to naturally happen like you asking me to be your coach can you just coach me on this and i'm like yeah sure and then that gave me yeah i'm like i actually know a lot i actually didn't realize how much i actually had from like gosh years ago years 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 ago even before you 
there's some of the things that are coming up. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But it's come up and it's actually helping you. And you've got seven clients now. Yeah. So in, in like a month or less than a month or something. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, that's some, surely that's an influence somewhere. And I was sharing that with uh, Amber as well. I said, I, um, within, from going from zero clients to three clients in like within days, just because of a language change or just a focus change in, in the pitch, sales pitch. Like he's got clients now and now he doesn't even have to pitch because, you know, they're, they're all in proximity. They're hearing about it. They're seeing the the positive results. I'm like, oh, I want that too. So you get that FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I want it too. I want to organize my – like I actually – I want that. And you get that because you – some people need to see the results. Some people need to hear the results. Some people need to experience it. So um, everyone has a different way of actually wanting something and like does that make sense? Yeah. So – it's just like seeing that result. I'm like, well, I was a part of that too because I wasn't thinking about me for a little while. I was like, you've done a really good job. You've done a really good job. You've done a really good job. And you're like, well, you were part of it, you know, and I'm like, ah, I was actually. Like yeah. I had to have been. But And it's okay that it, for me I actually like that I wasn't the one that had to kind of be at the front of the, that sales pitch Yeah. because yeah. that would have overwhelmed me. But my sales pitch for myself didn't overwhelm me. I actually wanted to do it. I actually wanted to write it down. I actually wanted to tell her what I do and I wanted to get it right. And that is a feeling I haven't had. Yeah, it's a different feeling. Totally different feeling. Yeah, I get that. I yeah. completely get that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's incredible. I love it. I love hearing about it. I'm keen to see how this develops. Hopefully it can develop going forward mm -hmm. and, you know, this isn't just the only opportunity that will come up. Hopefully now that perhaps you've had a different experience with it, it's a different feeling for you, like this was a different feeling for me. Uh, things can you know, continue sort of coming along to feed into that and yeah. keep that ball rolling. So see what happens anyway. It was mm -hmm. just good. I thought we'd uh, have a quick chat about that. I wanted to talk for longer about know, it, but uh, I, that's okay. Yeah, the one that's we, had a, we had a few things sort of on the list, but that's right. We're, we've hit an hour, so we'll, we'll leave it there. <laughs> uh, do you have anything you wanted to add just quickly or again, it's um, well, we'll be, doing, yeah. we'll be talking for another half hour. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, we will be. Uh, as I said at the start of the episode, there won't be a Monday episode because we have a wedding on Saturday, which the festivities carry over into the Sunday, so we're not going to be able to get to the microphone. So, I'm going to leave them hanging on all this. Like I know, I feel like all these cliffhangers. <laughs> Uh, so we'll be back on Wednesday and I'll, I'll have seen a couple of clients actually even between now and then too. So yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, yeah. If uh, you enjoyed the episode today, please like, subscribe to whatever platform it is that you're listening to us on and share us around. If you like our message, if you like the way we talk, if you like uh, what we talk about, how we share, uh, yeah, please consider sharing it around with uh, loved ones or those close to you as well. That'd be great. Help us out a lot. Uh, if you want to get in touch with uh, us at the show, if you want to continue on the conversation, share your input, anything of the sort, if you actually want to email and ask about my financial service that I'm I'm providing and I'm really excited about that's continuing to expand and I'm continuing to develop myself in. You need to give it a name. I do need to give it a name. But anyway, that's another thing that'll that'll happen naturally. Because I keep forgetting. Yeah. So I'll, just, I'll, I'll do, I'll do need to give it a name, yeah. make it easier. Uh, yeah, please uh, email itppc at protonmail.com is the email address. If you want to direct message me on Instagram, that's logan.d.gray. Those links are in the description. So get in touch. I would love to hear from you and I'd love to uh, set something up and get something started. Let's see, uh, let's see what we can do with your financial situation. And if you want to get in touch with me for any 
anything that's curious to you about me (laughs) at the moment (laughs) about pregnancy or what I can do for you in terms of coaching, uh, my Instagram is yuja.gray. Beautiful. I love you. I love you. Let's have a blessed day. Let's.